This is the Epilogue audio experience. You will never have as many listeners as a TV or video oh. ad, but this is a pull medium in a way that is completely different. People who listen to your podcast have gone through many steps to listen to it. My guest on this episode is amongst those individuals who's had a front row seat with a bucket of popcorn in hand of seeing podcasting evolve in India. Shavi Sachdev ladies and gentlemen is a podcast print radio and web producer, writer, researcher, trainer and founder of Sonolog. Wearing that diverse array of hats, Shavi, welcome to Jamstis podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. The pleasure is all mine, Hardik. Thank you very, very much. Uh, you know, I support all podcasters and podcasting, so it's an extreme, uh, extremely happy moment for me to be a guest on somebody's podcast. Fantastic. You know, you've had such an interesting intersection of professional degrees uh, in Delhi and in in, in the US uh, with psychology and literature and journalism. I must start with asking you, what, according to you, makes a good conversationalist? Oh, I don't know if it's degrees at all. I think curiosity is a big thing. If you don't have that, then how are you going to take that conversation anywhere? Um, perhaps an ability to think on your feet so that you can take that conversation and volley with it. And uh, also maybe not being complete know-it-all and being open <laughs> to being wrong sometimes and learning. What do you think? I, I agree with you because I think one of the things that uh, you you mentioned is curiosity and the theme of Jamsters is just genuinely that is just following my curiosity. But you've had the exposure of intersecting at various events, meetups. We met at India Film Project uh, recently mm-hmm. and yes. uh, it's it's been such an incredible ride for you just seeing the diverse array of podcasts that exists out there. My favorite actually is amongst one of the favorites is is the interview format, right? It gives the opportunity to go deep. And that was actually my particular interest that what makes a good conversationalist in real life may not really sort of transcend on podcast. Do you think there are similarities, parallels drawing there? So there is a huge difference between being a good conversationalist, being the life of a party versus being a good podcast host. In an interview, it is um, not just you that needs to have fun as a host, but You're also serving your listeners. And so you have to perhaps change or accommodate their perspective um, in how you're bringing about what you want your guests to say. And while it's important for you to have fun and and engage with your guests uh, while keeping your listeners in mind as well, it's also important that um, you don't overshadow your guests. There are things to watch out for, like technical stuff. And it's hard to be a producer as Mm -hmm. well as a good host uh, who's leading a conversation at the same time. And of course, like in a party or, you know, an event, even if you're emceeing, you don't have to all the time sort of be aware of what is happening as much Mm -hmm. as what is being said. So, there are multiple skills at play here. And of course, you can learn all of them, but it will take practice. It's not just enough, I think, to be able to hold a conversation. Fantastic. Fantastic. Lots of lots of pointers to unpack there. Uh, you've also had uh, an interesting work experience across uh, media, I should say, which covers a lot of things that I mentioned at the outset. Um, which has been your favorite uh, medium, I should ask you? Oh, audio, for sure. There's no mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Hello, podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> and, I am and one what, of you. What, absolutely. 
the fam um what has been the draw for you particularly you started at a time where podcasting in india was not really like a mainstream talk i think even now uh, people mm. sort of have challenges in understanding what a podcast is um from then to now i'm curious to know chavi how do you explain what a podcast is because people understand radio how yeah. do you explain a podcast to a layman so uh, you know we've talked about this before and i I find that it has become easier over time. So back when I started in 2008 it was very hard to explain because the technology and people's exposure was very limited. Now all I have to say is it's like Netflix for your ears and at least there's something that people can latch onto and understand. So I tell them it's audio on the go on demand so it can be produced anywhere you just need a internet connected phone or a device and you can listen. It's just there are programs of all kinds like netflix has comedy and it has sitcoms and drama and mystery and horror it's the same in audio for podcasts so it's life has become a lot simpler at least with that aspect hmm hmm and do you think like radio is competing with podcasts and vice versa no i think radio has remained so static that there's it's it's a whole different thing and people listen differently people expect different things from it i wish it were different but no i i personally i may be wrong but my opinion is that they are entirely different animals they're related they're cousins but they're not the same beast Hmm hmm I think radio gives a more real time vibe right and podcast can be consumed at leisure at whenever uh, you want to consume is that like a major difference where podcasts are probably taking a lot more globally for sure so the radio is not just live it's also mm-hmm. temporal you have to be in the same place for it right mm-hmm. most people don't listen to digital radio mm-hmm. so if i have a favorite radio show in bombay i go away for a trip i can't listen to it or if i can't tune in at the time that it's live i can't listen to it So podcasts of course overcome that challenge it's location time agnostic and uh, you can be wherever listen whenever and that's great the other thing though at least in india is that i mean for from <laughs> as long as i remember <laughs> fm has been synonymous with mm. bollywood music and mm. that's it there is such a dearth of programming there was so my journey started because i was looking for alternatives on the dial and there mm. was nothing there was nothing for my brain there was only mm. stuff to tap my toes to uh, or sing along to but i have a larger intellectual appetite than that and i mm. feel like i want to consume other things when i am driving or working out or you know, chopping vegetables in my kitchen and radio in this country is so limited it's very handicapped by mm. uh, by their own choices of programming if i and i've worked in radio here i think if they'd been braver a long time ago it would be a whole different scenario and they could actually compete with podcasts interesting you mentioned this because when podcasters start out they generally or at least the conversations that i've had uh, with other folks is that there are there are trends there are there are genres that are particularly interesting with people and they want to latch on to that do you think that's a good strategy for someone to adopt just because something is in fact something is fashionable i have mixed feelings about that so i don't okay. think there's anything wrong with it okay. in fact if you are able to stand out in a crowd more power to you that's that's great uh there is though something to be said for being niche and if you can make your own slot rather than trying to fit in where there's already perhaps more established players or more famous people doing something 
you know, maybe there is a chance you'll you'll do better. You might have more exclusive set of listeners because you are serving them in a way nobody else is. What I tell people in my workshops is uh, don't be afraid to do something that's already out there. But mm-hmm. you have to, of course, and you've said this in your podcast as well, you, you are unique. So you have to be yourself and bring your own angle, your flavor, your background to this, even your biases, be authentic, be transparent with all of that. Otherwise, uh, there is no reason for somebody to listen to you. So work hard to find that niche. Whatever kind of content you're creating, you know that you have to stand out. So whether you follow a trend, personally, I would say... I would encourage people to find their own niche, but I know that's hard. So whether you you follow a trend or you set out to start a trend, uh, the other factors I think matter more, which is what mm-hmm. are you saying and how are you saying it? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. You know, one of the things that I've often thought about is, and, and this uh, circles back to one of the points you've mentioned, um, you know, it's so difficult to find your voice, right? It takes a lifetime for people to really identify who they are. Um, from the get go, it's so difficult. For example, I had a lot of challenge finding my own voice, um, whether that was at hosting events or either podcasting. Um, it was only through trial and error, uh, you know, of making a fool out of myself in front of <laughs> everyone and being vulnerable is probably when I was able to, and I'm still not there yet, Chavi. I'm still figuring out, but I think that's the journey, right? I think to be able yes. to go through that process. Yes, and you have to be brave like you were to uh, own it and say, I'm going to try it. And perhaps, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen you in your early, early um, emceeing stints, but maybe mm-hmm. you were channeling somebody famous. Maybe you were mm-hmm. emulating somebody that you admire or think is successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. But True. at some point, of course, you have to break out of it and bring your own flavor, your own humor, your own sense of timing. And then, and then that's what brings you more work, right? People are like, I like Hardik. He's got style. And, mm. and it's the same in podcasting, I think. You know, I think one of the things also probably is because there are n- not many uh, role models in India to look up to. Now mm-hmm. there are many, um, but in, in probably the earlier days of podcasting, there were not many people to look up to except, you know, the global folks, Joe Rogan and Dak Shepard and, and uh, you know, these guys. Um, but then uh, but then probably you've, you've got to fine tune according to how they operate, see what works for them. And then in the process, because it's, it's, it's difficult and it's actually uh, rather scary, you know, to be out there and, you know, uh, be vulnerable with people. 100%. I, I fully agree with you. And when I do consulting work for podcasters, I give two pieces of advice and maybe your listeners can benefit from it. One is listen to everything that's out there that is like your podcast, whether it's by genre or format, and pick the best bits. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you think is working for you? Because you're the one who's going to be producing it, right? So pick what you want to be like. Like, who do you want to be when you grow up? And there's no shame in adapting yourself Mm. to what is already working and is successful. And the second thing I always, always tell people is make some episode zeros <laughs> and mm. share them only with people you trust. So that's not mommy, papa, who are your champions or your best friend who approves of <laughs> everything you do, but actual people who will be really honest with you. I, I, I do, or my, my own critic at home is uh, very busy joining this podcast. So you can hear her. <laughs> I don't usually understand her criticism, but anyway, I do share when I'm, we're doing a pilot before we even do a pilot, we do is episode zero and run it mm-hmm. by important, honest people 
who can serve as a sort of um, board of directors and and hold up a mirror and say you're trying too hard or this is this is boring and mm. uh, you might want to consider a different angle and you go back and you redo it interesting talking about the people worth emulating and finding your own voice which uh, and who have been your inspirations in the podcasting journey well in in the interview genre um terry gross at Fresh Air, I think, is definitely who I want to be when I grow up. She is incredible at holding a conversation and asking the important questions and the amount of research they do. She's she's warm. She's funny. She's smart. She's amazing. So definitely Fresh Air. And they've been on the air for so long. And uh, what other genres, maybe horror, thriller. Do you enjoy this? <laughs> Not at all. I am a scaredy. I don't listen to ah. any of these. Uh, so I listen to a bunch. Uh, I do listen to fiction, and there have been some that I have enjoyed very much. Uh, that uh, and and they're across different genres. So detective stories um, of all kinds, including old timey radio, and uh, a couple that I have enjoyed very much include a. Sci-fi, steampunk, alternative history that is also a sleuthing history called Victoriosity. <laughs> it's, okay. it's so absurd and it's it makes me laugh and it is just joyful. And then in uh, fiction, uh, closer to home, although it's an Indo-Canadian uh, effort, is uh, a friend of mine has made that. We're working together, I hope, in the future. It's called Dharmia. It's... Um, Mm-hmm. Urdu Hindi with a little English English sort of podcast. Totally different genre. Uh, two childhood sweethearts, if you want to put it that way, reconnect after, you know, 20-something years back in mm-hmm. India. And it's done so well, so well. So that's one I've enjoyed. Um, I could go on and on. You know, we could do an, a whole episode on I am podcasts. sure, I am sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> One of the other things that you have done is in the US uh, was being a journalist as well and across various uh, organizations. Uh, from the switch to US to India, what was the journey like and why the switch happened? When I moved back here, I was actually looking to make talk radio programming for FM and mm-hmm. podcasting grew out of that because there was such, they were so risk averse and they didn't want anything that was not Bollywood on their airwaves. And so I, uh, podcasting had only been around for four years at the time. And I took a plunge and I thought, I'll just marry all my skills and start making my own program. Somebody will listen. And that's what uh, I've done. I found the Indian industry very hard to break into when it comes to certain challenges and content. Um, you know, that's not of the norm. And I'm very glad that there are independent podcasters. And now that the you know, landscape has changed, people can find a place, a home for things that are not exactly formulaic. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, but it was definitely challenging to move here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and try to be a journalist and a podcaster. I'm sure. I think especially when journalism as an industry was set, but podcasting certainly by any measure was not. When you say with that perspective, uh, Chavi, I'm, I'm curious to know, now that it is completely blown up globally and particularly India, uh, the listenership has massively grown. What are some trends that you observe going forward in the podcasting space here in India in particular? For regional languages, for sure. I think we're on a cusp. And uh, once you know it starts blossoming, that... Uh, it's just going to, the field is just going to get larger and larger and we have room for everybody. So I think that's something that's going to tip. I know that even the big platforms are looking to 
add more language programming. So that's definitely, definitely, if not already here, very, very close around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I guess more more genres. I think interviews will, of course, continue to stay the most popular. But mm-hmm. I suspect, and I think with good reason, that fictional podcasts are going to start picking up as well. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, there are so many independent podcasters out there who are creating a lot of stuff and some fantastic stuff out there. And and this is something that circles back to uh, the passion bit that you mentioned earlier, that when you were creating uh, these fantastic podcasts and revenue wasn't coming in, uh, monetization is now a major talk uh, in this space. I want to know your thoughts on on monetization of podcasts. Like there is so much that I want to like get a perspective on. Uh, I want to start off with just asking, like, is monetization easy for podcasts given that it's blossoming? Like how? So as a, as a podcast creator, possibly not yet. Um, in the peripheral areas, so if you are working in the sound or you're working in the production, I think there are now people who can do this. Like you can have a full-time job in podcasting, which wasn't even possible two years ago. So you may not be able to give up your day job to, to make your content yet because we're very far behind the West in terms of advertising and linkages for small companies who may want to, say, sponsor a little bit of a season, may not, may not want to sponsor all of a the season. There are not the, the, you know, the middlemen, the linkages, the agencies don't quite exist yet. While in America and in Europe, this is flourishing. There are, you, know, you remember Clubhouse had become such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Even Clubhouse, there were agencies that were hooking up people, a, companies that had money and wanted to sponsor um, mm-hmm. these rooms. Sessions, yeah. Yeah, because like if you had X number of, you know, people listening in, you were a viable vehicle for their ads or sponsorships. We don't have anything like that in India yet. It doesn't mean it won't happen, but monetization through that route is still quite difficult. It's a very, very rare podcaster that gets picked up by a network or finds a sponsor, unfortunately. I'm hoping this will change very soon, but yeah, not quite there. Hmm. hmm. And obviously when you mentioned that some podcasts are being picked up by major networks, uh, you know, Chavi, that becomes the talk, that becomes the inspiration, right? I think that sort mm-hmm. of leads us to do more, create more uh, consistently over longer periods of time. Uh, but this one point that I must circle back to in the session that we had addressed at India Film Project uh, this year is about mm. Podfade, right? Mm. Um, you must talk about that a little and what 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 is Podfade and uh, how frequent and common is this in your observation? So Podfade is the phenomenon where people who start off with a podcast sort of fizzle out without actually saying goodbye. It's like the ghosting of the podcast world where you don't put Mm -hmm. out a final episode. You don't say, thanks, folks. That's all. See you next year or whatever. You just Mm -hmm. disappear. And this happens to a lot of podcasters for many, many, many reasons. In fact, I did a whole session on how to avoid it. So I won't try to condense all of that into this interview, Mm -hmm. but it generally happens because podcasting can be a little isolating. You may not get feedback or rave reviews immediately when you start. You may not have planned very well. And then you're racing against the clock, feeling too pressured, like, oh my God, it's Wednesday and it's time for me to put out a podcast. But, you know, you've gotten sick or you've gotten plans and And now it's become a chore. And so then you're like, instead of this week, I'll just do it next week. And the next week rolls around and eventually you sort of give up on it. So that's Podfade. And uh, I think uh, the 
worldwide statistic is that if you made it, make it past seven episodes, you're in the 95, 95th percentile of podcast makers, which means, you know, that many people don't end up finishing wow. a season. Yeah, it's it's a large, it's a, so podcasting is great fun, but it's also mm. a lot of work and it takes dedication and time. And if you're really invested in it, then the, you know, the more you put in, the better the product is going to be. And that means research and making time to talk to the people you need to and then later you know marketing it and all of us if you're independent podcasters we're wearing multiple hats it can be quite tiring so it's not uh, it's it's nobody's fault i'm not judging anybody who hmm, sure. because it's hard and and this is such a great point uh, people often associate audio mediums and particularly podcasting as you know like hey why not just start a podcast and just yeah. say, you know be out there and yeah. and i think what that's half story right chavi i think there is so much more than just like recording an episode it's it's your it's your uh, the packaging it's setting the theme in particularly where it's an interview show constantly reaching out to people there are so many so many things that are there in actually making that one episode happen however yeah. uh, we see that one part of the story like hey podcasting yes. is easy man let's just get rolling correct and you've made more than 20 episodes you know 25 25 so you know that there's a lot of sweat and effort involved in in the whole production process that goes on behind the scenes. And when you talk about, let's say, the 95th percentile, that really is a major shocker because I think I read somewhere that there are about a million podcasts that exist today. Is, more that, than, is that like a... More than, more than that? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Um, and, and you're telling that there is a very small percentage, maybe like the 5th percentile that you're talking about, exists the 7 episode. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, and, and you know, this is the other problem with... Uh, the industry is, it's very hard to tell what's current because everything is still indexed, even if it's stopped being in production. So I don't have a good figure, for example, about how many Indian podcasts are out there. How many Indian podcasts were made? Sure, we can count mm. them, but how many live? It's really tedious. Uh, we have a few uh, people in the Mumbai podcasters group who have attempted it. And I don't think anybody's actually come up with the final number because it's hard to keep track. And Seasons end, sure. I mean, these are planned, but podcast hmm. is a massive issue for all of us. And do you think like the burnout that you mentioned is 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 like an actual thing with even the established folks as well? If you're doing all the hard work yourself, definitely. Everybody needs a break. You can't go on ad infinitum, whoever you are. And even if you have a team, everybody mm-hmm. needs to reset and recharge. So definitely, yes. So what do you think about batching? Because that was such an interesting point that uh, we had spoken about earlier. Um, does batching of episodes make life relatively easy or, or make podcasts uh, manageable? I 100% think that's the best way to go. So I'm a big planner and you know I work with clients and I, I ensure that they are planned because I do the planning. And this is the only way to keep yourself sane, to manage your time. So I do podcasts. 24-7. But that doesn't mean I do just one podcast, right? I am mm-hmm. doing multiple things. All of us are multidimensional creatures. We For have sure. so much else to juggle in our lives. We would be horribly boring if that's what all we did. So plan ahead, make schedules and schedule breaks. Definitely. I think that's the only way to survive and keep yourself enthused. Keep going. Hmm. Hmm. And when it comes to independent podcasters, uh, like you mentioned a little while back, it can get lonely, right? Especially when you're doing everything by yourself. Um, 
and in that journey let's say someone crosses the seventh episode uh, benchmark um, and and is far off in that journey um, and is still not landing a sponsor um, or a brand deal my thoughts on this is that and rather i think i should get a perspective on this first is uh, what is it that they can assess that probably is not working with them that's point one and second is that how should they start with reaching out to the brand and this is particularly for a lot of independent folks out there Right. If they have the bandwidth to reach out to a brand, uh, more power to them. Definitely. That's a huge, um, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. So mm. to address your first part, um, you know, they may not be doing anything wrong. It could be a timing issue. It could be just mm. uh, lost in the crowd or not making that connect with the right brand because the right brand may be old fashioned. They may be working with an old-fashioned agency that has not thought that podcasts are viable or they've just been focusing on the big names and have sort of missed you. So sure, assess where you are. And, um, but you may not need to change anything. You may just need to do that cold call and reach out. So I think the best thing to do would be to think of like good brand fits. And, you know, the more obvious, the better. Like, for example... You're, you're doing a podcast and, and you see an ad for something and you're like, this brand would be great for me. Don't hmm. second guess it. If you've thought that, that's probably good. That's probably right. Hmm. And then uh, find out who their agency is if they have one. You can try reaching out to the agency or you can try reaching out to their marketing department directly. Send them an email. Ask for a meeting. If you have the wherewithal, make a deck. Uh, show them your listenership, any feedback you've ever gotten. And, and uh, you know, it's a little tenuous because it's not like YouTube where you get a bazillion eyeballs just true. by existing. Very true. So that's the, that's the hard sell comes in here. And this is why I really believe that we need advocates in that linkage space, whether it's marketing or an advertising agency or a social media agency that helps convince the brand. So this, these are the challenges. It's not like it's impossible, but it's... Uh, definitely not easy right now so curious which is to not know, to discourage anybody who should true absolutely i mean i mean all the power to folks there because it's it's such it's such like a crazy process right we just spoke about a little while back um when when you speak about let's say reaching out to a certain brand and and you possibly see like a good synergy there um is it is it like are there like some parameters that needs to be shared with them is it like the listens the downloads are they just interested mm -hmm. in that uh, what what do you think resonates with brand managers and agencies so my advice would be that you push the fact that it's intimate and it's niche and that you will never have as many listeners as a tv or video uh. ad but this is a pull medium in a way that is completely different. People who listen to your podcast have gone through many steps to listen to it. They have opened a device. They have either searched for you or Very previously true. subscribed to you. They have chosen you. And that is the big difference between ads that randomly show up on YouTube because you're watching something. Uh, who knows who you are? Who knows who looks at a newspaper billboard like these are totally intangible yes eyeballs because this many number of people drove by do they care have they clocked it will they remember no but in a podcast there is enough and more white papers out there proving that brand recall in a podcast is much higher and it's basically because people are coming to that medium in a completely different mindset 
Second, it's really hard to forward ads in a podcast. Hmm. And third, there is also usually, and this is something I would like, this is my personal soapbox here. Um, there is a level of authenticity and trust in a podcast that you may not have in another. I mean, seriously, you know, a big star selling gutka or hair <laughs> stuff. Mm. You're mm. probably thinking, really? Does he really use that? Does she really use this Very product? Very valid point. Right? And, um, you know, they're just doing it for the money. Like, I mean, this is the underwear they wear when they could buy like some other thing. You know, you're always <laughs> judging that. While in a podcast, you have established an intimacy with the host and that host has earned your trust that's why you keep going back so these are the intangibles and this is what you present and you say and and then of course don't endorse something that you actually don't believe in or haven't mm, tried right? such so a great point you've such got to connect with it you think your listeners will connect with it then it should really i mean in the ideal world the advertisers would be clamoring and saying yes yes endorse us mm. <laughs> we want your audience but True. maybe we'll get there um, you know, we, I had uh, Dhruvank Vaidya, who's the head of podcasts at Spotify India. And one of the questions that I asked him, and I want to ask the same question to you, is that uh, discoverability of podcasts in, in the whole spectrum, the web spectrum is is difficult. Um, how do you stand out? I know this is a broad question, but I do want to get your perspectives on this, that what makes a podcast stand out according to you? Uh, in terms of the content or in terms of marketing? I just, yeah. So like I'm talking about more from the marketing perspective that mm. what would what would what would make life easy for the podcaster to be able to stand out from this crazy amount of indulgent content that is out there? So good content, of course, goes without saying. After that, I think there are a few things you can do. And obviously, the more visibility you have, the more you'll stand out. It's not rocket science. So leverage your network, leverage your guests network, ask them to publicize. Word of mouth is a huge, huge factor in getting noticed. And, uh, you know, everybody's not a marketer, everybody's not a really great graphic designer, but there are some tools you can use. And if you can pull in favors, get your more visually inclined friends to help you with audiograms or catchy posters and stuff, do all that. But more than anything else, don't be shy. Don't retreat behind your content uh, content creation hat and be like, I've made it and now, you know, I can't talk about it anymore. I can't beat my own Dindora. Do it. <laughs> Nobody mm. else is going to do it for you. Very you have true. to be a little shameless and really tell people about your podcast. If you don't tell them, nobody's going to know. A lot of the podcasts that, uh, you know, are famous, uh, that get acquired, uh, it's been my observation and I could be entirely wrong, uh, is that they were more known by the faces. They were already famous and podcasting as a medium aided to get all the followers there. Do you think that is one trend? And second is, um, have you seen purely organic audio folks who've broken out, like just podcasters broken out and not had a very face presence per se? Uh, yes, to both. So that's not a trend so much as a strategy. If you were a, a player entering market, how do you get people to come to your network and listen? You get recognizable people. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what, I mean, movies and everybody, you, you mm. cast the big stars so that the rest of the stuff gets listened to. That's mm. just how life works and marketing right. and making money and subscriptions. And for uh, breakout, yeah, definitely. I know so many podcasters who are uh, not, they're not going to be rolling in the door or getting 100,000 billion listeners, but mm -hmm. they have found a niche. They have found listeners. Uh, Genre-specific stuff is all good. Um, yeah, absolutely.
so don't don't um, think that it won't happen if you're not um, picked up by a recognizable face, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but you have to be. You have to talk about your podcast. You have to let people know about it. <laughs> but do you think sometimes it's just a matter of time, Chavi? Like probably uh, for the fifty episodes, no one might recognize you or take interest in you. But there might be just one breakout episode that might do uh-huh. everything for you. Definitely, all the time happens with all kinds of people. Sometimes it's the person you've chosen to interview that clicks. But perhaps it's just good timing with the topic. Yeah. And then people go back and listen to your back catalog and suddenly your numbers spike. You just never know what's going to happen and which episode is going to click. Hmm. Have there been any like weird requests from brand managers and agencies? Um, several, but yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I understand. I understand. We'll keep this discreet. I think we understand. Don't worry. But my follow-up question would be, uh, how do you then handle this? Do you, uh, is there, is there a strategy that you sort of, uh, incorporate their feedback or do you go back to the podcaster do you go back to the theme revisit it uh, how much of a compromise do you end up making in the process and the creative part because you're a creative person and a content creator so so how much of a compromise do you end up making so there is compromise certainly in situations and um, sometimes I, I, I mean there's no easy answer sometimes the client is right and that's just how it is and you suck it up and you say okay and other times I will always go to bat for the creative team. But, you know, there is, uh, I think, wisdom in knowing when to back off. And um, I, I don't think I've ever gotten to the point where I've been like, I need to take my name off of this because mm. I'm so disenchanted by this. Uh, gotten close. And other times I think I've at least gotten good at recognizing when something is going to be problematic. And uh, I have uh, learned to start saying no. To, to offers and proposals and potential clients if I know that it's going to be hard. You can tell a lot from interactions, true. right? From the Very start, true. Right? Very true. And when someone pitches you an idea, Shavi, how do you filter that? And let's say these are independent podcasters who want to you know, brainstorm with you, discuss with you. Um, how does someone pitch an idea to probably you or a network? It's really simple. You uh, mm-hmm. tell us about it. So an email works, a Word document, I don't need a pitch deck. Mm -hmm. And then I have to, of course, ascertain whether it is marketable, along with whether it's good, and if I think people will listen. So I think networks make similar decisions, Mm -hmm. and perhaps um, money is the bottom line for them. The more appeal it has to masses, the more chances it has of getting picked up. And... um, yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not the nicest position to be in. Where mm. sometimes you want to support something, or you think it sh- should be made just to be made, and I have done some of that. But you also need to find a listenership for it. So it is a little bit of a juggling. But that's that's act. gradual, right, Chavi? That's gradual, I believe, right? Uh, in terms of someone who's not like a very known face, but mm-hmm. is really passionate about the medium. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you just Absolutely. stick it out over the long period, yeah. Definitely, definitely. If the idea has value, then yes, absolutely, you push it. If it's something that's already been done, then you sort of reconsider hmm. what and value is this adding. And one question that I must ask you, Chavi, is that uh, building a community around your podcast uh, is extremely crucial and important for, you know, the thousand fan theory that we talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, getting a rallying support around your idea or theme, the podcast that you run, uh, are there any nuggets, any pillars of wisdom that you could share here? 
so engaging with listeners is is sometimes difficult. So when we did LSD cast, for example, you know, we know people are still listening, even though the show has been on hiatus for so long. Mm-hmm. But we had such a problem asking people to open up and send us questions. I think culturally, it's just a tough ask. Mm-hmm. So um, we face these challenges. Now with social media and stuff, I think if you've got the time, there are things you can do to promote yourself and there are ways that you can insert yourself into ongoing conversations mm. on in um, whether it's on, you know, big platforms or even more niche ones, uh, comment threads, whatever. And without being pushy, right? Like if you're just obviously a PR bot, you'll mm. get, <laughs> you'll get recognized and thrown out. But if you can uh, be involved there is usually reciprocity. And those are just a couple of things you can do to do to get engagement. Ask questions, polls, things like that that other people also do a lot, um, I think can help translate from different media into listenership. Hmm. And then hmm. if, if you can build real world things, which in the pandemic perhaps you shouldn't, uh, it would be nice if you know you're you can get together and do something uh, safely. Okay. Mm. Once in a while on the ground. So, you know, sports podcast, maybe you get together, watch a match or go for a cycle ride or, you know, do a live event, perhaps build up to that, maybe even sell tickets. Who knows? Like all these things can happen, hopefully. If everybody's careful and keeps the yeah, mask, I, I think I think in the interview format, I remember uh, Impact Theory does this fantastic job by Tom Bilyeu, uh, mm-hmm. is that he gets people into the studio uh, for mm-hmm. that one-on-one interview, and it's just like an amazing access to some top-notch yeah. people. Um, yeah. That kind of uh, collectiveness, that belongingness, I think is unparalleled, and I completely agree with you. The offline bit is what I'm extrapolating on. Mm. It would be nice to do all that again. I agree with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shavi. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. So much insight and so many takeaways personally and for a lot of podcasters, independent and part of the network. Thank you once again for your generosity. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, podcast on. If you enjoyed this episode of Jamsters, please make sure you subscribe to EPLog Media and all major podcasting platforms such as Spotify, GeoSavan, Ghana, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, among many others for upcoming episodes. You know, I love listening from each one of you. So please make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family and your colleagues. And please make sure to drop a comment on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. And also, if you're listening on EPLog Media, they've recently launched a feature where you can comment on the particular episode too. Your support is my fuel. You can connect with me on Instagram at the rate Hardik Vaidya or on LinkedIn too. Catch you on the other episode.